Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. We had a nice light episode for you today. Uh, not no, no big news topics breaking lately, so not a whole lot to cover. But in honor of it being Halloween this past weekend, Tommy and I are going to discuss some of our various favorite scary players in the NHL. You know, guys you don't want to line up against or, yeah. or, or drop the most, gloves against. Kind of a most like feared lineup, if you will. Mm-hmm. A little intimidation mm-hmm. factor. We're going to talk about some of our most feared players, uh, getting into some various NHL news, and just, just talk, talking about some light topics today. But first and foremost, Tommy, when you think of when you think of a scary player to line up against, what what comes to mind? Past uh, or I, present? I think a lot of. I mean, it takes a lot of things into consideration, you know, because obviously, like when you think of scary, you think of like physicality, and a lot of guys that like jump off the name in that regard are like big mauler dudes who like if you get caught with your head down are going to light you up and send you into the stratosphere uh, so there's that aspect of it but there's also guys that uh, aren't like one facet players that can beat you like multiple ways because they're just a nightmare to defend uh, as a whole and then there's other guys who are just have like the silkiest mitts and you know can absolutely embarrass you in the defensive zone if they want to, so I, I feel like it's a three-headed beast that we kind of have to break down here. So I'm well, I'm, I'm excited uh, to get into it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I guess the way to, the way to start it is if you were in the NHL, what would you rather have happen? Would you rather just get your ankles broken and, and have a highlight reel goal scored against you, or would you rather just get get checked into the third row uh, and and not know what day of the week it was? Which I mean, one would be I, less embarrassing? Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Which one I, is... I, yeah. played, I played soccer for a lot of my life. And so, like, the worst thing that you can do possibly in soccer is get nutmegged and then, like, get scored on and just absolutely embarrassed. So I think that would probably transfer over for me. Because, honestly, like, if I get lit up by, like, a big-ass dude, like, and put into the third row, like, that's actually kind of, like, cool to just have, like, my body suspended in midair for a good, like, what feels like 30 minutes and then just, like crushed down like that gets you hyped that can get you kind of motivated but there's nothing more like depressing and like god what the f- was i thinking you know than like mm. just getting absolutely ripped apart in the defensive mm-hmm. zone so i think mm-hmm. i think i'd rather get checked for sure yeah i mean when i grew up playing hockey they did it based on age group um rather than like weight or size or anything like that and mm. i was extremely 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 late late sprouter when it came to growing so i was always the smallest kid on the ice like by far and i i probably drew like three or four boarding penalties a game uh like the first year no i'm serious like the first year kids started learning how to check the, the kids that hit their growth spurt that year checking was their favorite thing to do but they right. but no one taught no one taught them how to do it legally so they were just throwing their bodies into anything. running you right so like initially it was a little a little discouraging but i learned how to i learned how to play that role well i learned how to be the be the johnny gaudreau and draw a lot of penalties mm-hmm. so i don't really take I, I don't find it too embarrassing to get 
lit up by a big hit, you know, especially if you're making a play or you're you're putting a body on a guy. At least you're you know, at least you're sacrificing your body. But but getting getting dangled or getting yourself embarrassed on a nice play is honestly probably a little scarier. Granted, now I'm talking about playing against like 13, 14 year olds. It's probably yeah. pretty damn scary to line up to, against a guy like I don't know, Zidane Ochara or or John Scott and and, and have him barreling down toward doing the corner. But mm-hmm. in my personal experience, I think a longer term scare would be seeing yourself on a on the wrong end of a of a highlight real goal. Um, but I think both of them would be rather unfortunate. Yeah, I think so. In terms of players in the league that kind of fit that role of intimidation and everything, I think the one that has to jump out on the page, like just right off the jump, uh, it's, it's got to be Zidane Chara. I mean, the mm-hmm. dude's an absolute monster in the defensive zone. He's been doing it for a long time. Uh, one of the best defensemen in the game still. He's like 40 years old. Uh, and, and, and I mean, if he starts squaring up with you, catches you right. You're definitely going to be seeing some time on the bench. Uh, if you try to throw down with him in a fight, that reach is going to send you to the moon. So, I am I mean, there's not a lot of ways. I mean, you could beat him with speed maybe, but he's also got that long reach too. So, it's, I mean, that would be a nightmare all game long to go up against. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you also think of like the, maybe the in betweens, like the 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 guys like like Blake Wheeler, who who are oh my God. who are who are not only six two, two hundred fifty pounds, but also maybe the fastest guy on the ice and, and can, uh, can, right and can embarrass yeah. you the other way. Uh, that's gotta be or like almost even the Ryan O'Reilly's of the world, you know? Yeah, I was gonna say you that have too. you have the it, we're going against Ryan O'Reilly's gotta be pretty scary. You know, you got the puck in your own offensive zone. Next thing you know, he picked your pocket and is going down the the other end um yeah his stick play is ridiculous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's i don't think there's a whole lot of lot of non-scary options in terms of players to go against in the nhl <laughs> um with with how fast paced it is i think that's fair i think i think there's some that definitely rise above the other one like nathan mckinnon's got to be up there too obviously yeah just oh yeah absolute, nathan mckinnon connor McDavid. he's an ox on the ice <laughs> Yeah, Connor McDavid. Yeah, I might have to throw that forget one in there. Forget it. Jesus forget Christ. Sidney Crosby. Uh, what about yeah. or what about oh or God. what about like what about like Carey Price? What about yeah? Your, I was thinking you, like what about goalies? You got the puck on your stick. You're going down for a breakaway. All of a sudden, you see Carey Price. You know, stretched across the entire goal goal mouth. You're like, what the hell are you gonna do? See, that's an interesting conversation too because I think I think the biggest thing that kind of intimidates people about Carey Price is his reputation. And like obviously he has the reputation for a reason because he's a fantastic goalie. But I think like if you're if you're skating out in warmups and you and you just see like you're a rookie, right? And it's like your mm. first taste of like going up against a team or whatever. And you're like, oh, like let's size up the other team as they come out. And you see Ben Bishop's big ass just <laughs> come gliding out onto the ice, and you're like, dude, I where am I supposed to throw the puck? Like he takes up the whole net. So I think in yep. terms of intimidation, he's got to be up there too, just because he's a monster. Yeah, or a guy like or a guy like Connor Hellybuck with his eyes darting back and forth. Did you, you, <laughs> yeah. ever see, you ever seen his warm up where he just like he just like gets the bug eyes and just looks yeah, all he's around? Yeah, doing like the the vision drills. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're tracking. I think goalies have got to be pretty intimidating just because of how friggin' weird they are. Mm-hmm. Um, the robots in the cage and they they probably look huge. I don't know. It, it's it's that's a good question. Is like if you're if you're a rookie. And you're going out for your your first shift, and who's the who's the one guy you don't want to line up against? Or that would probably be you? Ryan Reeves. Yeah, because <laughs> he's not going to show you any remorse, dude. No, he's uh, not. Or Tom Wilson. 
Revo, Wilson. Because uh, he might not hit you clean either. Oh, God. Uh, I was at, I was, I mean, I've said this a million times. I was at that game where he, where he hit uh, Sonny. Knocked out, yeah, hit yeah. Sonny. And, and just something about, so I was, I was sitting right behind the blue line, like where it happened. So I had a really good view. Something about just, just seeing that full speed gave me a real appreciation for how, how fast Tom Wilson was moving and how, how explosive that hit was. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it was an illegal hit, but holy crap, would I not want to be lined up against Tom Wilson in any circumstance ever? Yeah, he's a locomotive. Oh, man. All right. Stop I'll tell you what, Tommy. Soon. We are getting close to the first break of today's episode, so I do want to tell everyone about our good friends over at Built Go. Now, if you're if you're looking to break through a, a, a big a big player, a big wall, like like Ryan Ryan Reeves, maybe take maybe try getting some Built Go because Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. It helps you break through your wall, whether it's a mental or physical wall. Break through it with Built Go every single day. They're easy to take in 1.5 ounce packages. Now, Built Go is a workout gel. You can put it in your briefcase if you got a big presentation coming up. Put it in your golf bag to get you through that back nine, or just put it in your pocket if you got a busy day ahead of you. You can take it halfway when you're sitting in traffic. Doesn't matter. Bilco is the best workout gel on the market. It's five hour energy without that crash feeling. It's all natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking the matcha energy drink with only a third of the caffeine and better results. And plus, it comes in three delicious flavors, including peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. Now, you may be asking, how does Bilco work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Now, if you haven't heard of collagen protein, what it is, it's fast absorbing. It's a fast absorbing protein, so it gets in your system super fast, and it's really easy on your stomach. It's also loaded with some good stuff to help ignite your work, including beta alanine, uh, vitamin B3, honey, and just a little kick of caffeine, plus plenty of other vitamins, including B6 and B12, up to 10,000% of your daily vitamin percentages. So go to BuiltGo.com right now and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at Built go.com we will be right back with the second half of today's episode all right Tommy so there's 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 one there's one category that I feel like we haven't talked about when it comes to scary players now we've talked about like what's scary to line up against if you're a rookie if you're if you're a small if you're a smaller forward or a defenseman or whatever it may be but if you're a goaltender Tommy who are some of the guys that you look up you see them bearing down with a puck on your stick and you go oh shit I mean, the one right off the top of the dome has got to be the best goal scorer in the league, and that's Alexander Ovechkin. Is the easy yeah. answer for that one. Yeah, I think Alex. But Line is probably up there too, and Pedersen yeah. as well. Yeah. So before we get into before we get into Ovechkin too much, I mean, you think about the guys like Patrick Line, a wicked wrist shot, Vladimir Tarasenko with that lightning fast snapshot release. You blink mm-hmm. and the puck's off his stick in the back of the net. Um, guys like Steven Stamkos, uh, guys that are truly just elite at, at shooting the puck, putting the puck where they want to go. I mean, if you're a goaltender, you got to imagine you're you're already trying to position yourself as best. Because when goaltending isn't about reacting to the shot, it's about putting yourself in the best position for what you an- yeah. anticipate. You know, so if you see a guy like Tarasenko, Ovechkin, Stamkos, Line A bearing down on you, you can put your glove in the top corner and say, "All right, I mean, they're probably going to go top corner. Let's hope it hits my glove." And then next thing you know, the puck sneaks between that one inch uh, room area between your glove, top of your glove, and the crossbar. Mm-hmm. So it, it, in the blink of an eye, guys like that have got to be scary. But I think you hit the nail on the head with Alex Ovechkin. Not only is he got to be a scary guy to line up against as a winger, just because he's built like an absolute truck can hit you 
can take the puck from you, isn't going to lose puck battles in the corner, but is also, like you said, the best goal scorer in the league, whether it's his wrist shot coming from nowhere or if you're if you're a goalie, you're, you're, you got one side and then all of a sudden you look out of the corner of your eye, you see Ovechkin in his office at his famous spot, forget about it. What are yeah. you going to do? How are you going to stop an Alex Ovechkin one-timer? Even if he's not shooting, like that intimidation factor that we talked about, like if he's sitting in his office over there, like you have to like keep an eye on him if you're a goaltender. Right. You're, you're, because, you're like, cheating that way a little bit. Right, exactly. You have to. So that plays into it as well. Yeah, he's. I, I think pound for pound, Alex Ovechkin might be the scariest guy to go up against in the NHL because he can be. he can hit you. He can he can probably fight you if he wanted to. Um, he can take the puck from you. He's not going to let you get the puck from him, and he can score goals better than anyone else that's ever stepped foot on on a hockey rink. So. He's probably the choice for uh, maybe right now the, the number one scariest player in the NHL, mm-hmm. all in all. Um, as much as I hate to say it in terms of like hands, probably mm-hmm. be Patty Kane. But yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head, pound for pound. And that's a good phrase of that's a good way of putting it too because dude's a monster. But yeah, Alexander Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right now he's the scariest player in the NHL. But Tommy, in a couple years, he might be the scariest player in the KHL. That's right. Yeah, so recent, that. recently, Ovech, Alex Ovechkin came out and talked about how after his NHL career is done, uh, so he says he wanted to play about five more years, um, he wanted to go play uh, for his hometown in, in Moscow. Um, Moscow. I, Moscow. Yeah, we saw that out of – we've seen that in the past. Out of like Datsu, Kovalchuk, Russian guys like to go back home. Um can you imagine a guy like Alex Ovechkin in the KHL? Bigger ice. God, wouldn't that be something? Bigger ice. Oh play God. with playing with a bunch of old guys. Let the horses loose. Holy shit, that'd be incredible. And it's, and it's honestly not a bad deal for him either because like he's basically retiring, just playing that like a lower level of skill, but he's still getting paid. And I feel like uh like a lot of players do that in the MLS that have, like played in like Barclays leagues and like uh, like overseas. They're like just legends go. over there, and then when they're like, I can't really like play in this league anymore. They're like, I'll just go retire in the MLS and still get paid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and and uh, especially with like teams like Moscow, they got they got big 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 funding for their superstars. So he wouldn't he probably wouldn't get a contract much too much less than what he would get if he stayed over here. Right. Um, but also, you know, it would be exci- it would be exciting to see if he's kind of done for in the NHL, goes over to the KHL, see how much he can dominate. Um, we saw it out of Datsuk and Kovalchuk. They were ridiculous when they went over there. And Yager, too. If only, yeah. only Yager didn't. Who knows what would have happened if he stayed in the NHL. But definitely an interesting development there. I would I would wonder if we see, saw something similar out of um, Vladdy. Although I know he's he's such a big fan of St. Louis, he talks about it as if it's his home. So I, I don't know there, but definitely an interesting dynamic how the, the Russian guys like to head back overseas at the end of their career. Yeah, and it, it is a, it is an interesting dynamic too because it seems like a lot of them, like the ones that we've mentioned, obviously uh, can just play at such a high skill level level for so long, and it feels like not that a lot of players in the league can't reach that kind of like. Uh, longevity, I guess, but it's not as as not as common. Uh, so that's that. I, I feel like that's kind of. I don't know. Maybe more of a reason to put some stock into Clem Costa. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting because if you think <laughs> if you think about it, if you think about who are the guys that have gone over to play in the KHL these past few years, you think of okay, Alex Ovechkin's talking about it. Ilya Kovalchuk did it. Uh, Yaramir Yager did it, and Pavel Datsuk did it. That's those are probably. Um, Kovalchuk, Datsuk, and Yager. Those are three of the top 
10 foreign players or player overseas players of the last decade mm-hmm. two de- couple decades like it's it's superstars are going to do it you know um, right. which i think also speaks to the talent of the KHL, you know, you don't see. I mean, yeah, you, that's what uh, that's where my coffin might be going, and that's where a couple of guys go when they don't get contracts. But the guys that go over there and they dominate are, are the NHL greats, which makes you think maybe maybe the KHL isn't that far behind the NHL yeah, in terms honestly, of skill level. I wouldn't be surprised to see it kind of like just keep coming up in magnitude. That's not a mm-hmm. that's not a bad point there, Josh. Mm-hmm. Keep an yeah. eye on the KHL, folks. Keep, keep an eye. Who knows? Who knows? Which actually right. didn't Klim isn't Klim playing with a KHL team or is that a different um he, he might be playing like with until the, the KHL season team starts right now. I, like, I think it might have been he might have been loaned to an AHL team or a KHL team. Oh, yeah, it's like, uh, oh, he's on he's on or he was on Moscow. That's where. Yeah, I think he. Uh, I, th- I thought I thought it started with an A. Avangard Oms. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Avangard. Yeah, he's there right now on loan. Uh, Eleven games played, two assists. Uh, again, you can't really look at KHL numbers really to give you an idea of how they're going to perform mm-hmm. in the NHL because KHL is so damn competitive. But yeah, Costin's over there in the KHL right now, um, playing with playing with men. Uh, get, getting him some experience. I think our buddy Jake Neighbors is playing as well somewhere. Ooh, exciting! Exciting. Let's see. Let's let's see what Jake Neighbors is up to. Jake Neighbors, right now, uh, he has not started the season yet. But I see Edmonton Oil Kings and Brooks Bandits of the AJHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Get him a couple more reps. Yeah, yeah. Alberta Junior Hockey. Oh yeah, there you go. That'll do it. Um, but as I uh, as we were talking about yesterday, the NBA pretty much confirmed a December twenty second start date. So NHL might not be too far behind. That's exciting. Either way, we're gonna have sports soon. I feel bad for the guys over at uh, the Locked On NBA podcast. They don't get an off season. Yeah, honestly, they're just going ripping back to back. But I mean, in some sense, that's good too because they're pumping out great content mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Love listening to their stuff. But the more content they get the more quality content we get as viewers. So ooh, ooh, there you go. Out. There you go. All right. We are Get close to the end ball. of we are close to the end of today's episode. So let's take a few seconds for one more ad break and we will be right back. All right, Tommy. We have a couple big uh, big anniversaries this week. Well, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yeah, a couple milestones. So, uh, it's on this day in Blues history. Couple, couple big goals. Um, November sixth, two thousand eighteen. Robbie Fabry scores his first goal in nearly two years Damn. after uh, being out with injury. That. Yeah, I remember that. Super emotional goal. Great mm-hmm. goal there. Um, going back a little bit further. Um, November 5th, 2019, the Blues won their third straight game in overtime. Jaden Schwartz scored on that 3-on-0. Remember that one? Yeah. The 3-on-0 against Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Great goal there. Mm -hmm. Um, Heading back even further, November 3rd, 2007, David Perron scored his first NHL goal with the St. Louis Blues. First of many Blues legend there. But the big one for me, Tommy, November 3rd, 2014, Vladimir Tarasenko scored maybe the greatest goal I've ever seen as he split the Rangers defense and and, and pulled the one-handed backhand tuck Mm -hmm. past the goalie. Oh my goodness! What are Dude, what are that you, one? That one might be top of the list in terms of like just an individual highlight reel. 
somebody like doing it by themselves. Unbelievable. I mean, when you when you think of recent memory, some of the best, most memorable Blues goals you've ever seen. That one tops the list for me. Um, Trying to think. Yeah, I think. I mean, obviously, like the Stanley Cup ones and like the Pat Maroon goal and stuff like that. That's that's the that's different because it's in like a bigger moment and so the magnitude raises in that regard. But like I mean, if you just take all things into consideration, like if every goal happened in the regular season and it wasn't playoffs, which obviously that's not the case, but in terms of like an individual effort from an individual player, I think Tarasenko takes the cake in that regard. I would agree. I would agree. Um, some of the other memorable ones God, are the disgusting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That the Colton Pareko backhand goal from a couple mm, years yeah. ago. The one-handed one and nice. he just lifts it up. Is that what you're talking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One-handed lifts it up, makes it look absolutely effortless. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully we see Jordan, more of that this season. Oh, yeah. The Jordan Cairo goal against Colorado. Yep. Yep. The one right before we interviewed him. That one was spectacular. Um, it's been a lot, like of, a lot of good goals. had one. Uh, ooh, ooh. Oh, the um, Sam, the Sammy Bay clapper on the breakaway. Yes. <laughs> Should we put yes. that in there? <laughs> Sammy Bay coming down on the breakaway oh against my God. Dallas. Well, actually, actually, a slapper. Actually, I think the one I don't know if this counts because it's not really a goal. It's like a shootout goal. But when he was in the shootout and he did like that, like drag and had like the smallest window he beat the goal and had the smallest you know what I'm talking about and like mm-hmm. the smallest window to put the puck and he just roofs it that was disgusting that was that was, that was pretty nasty or the I mean honestly I mean, I'd like to see Sammy Blay on the on the shootout more honestly yeah because I feel like a lot of our guys like Creative. even like yeah even like Vladdy like he just goes down and like rips a wrister which is like fine he's got a pisser of a wrister but like Sometimes you need to break the goalie down and just slot it in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, looking back, I mean, to, to kind of counteract that point, uh, one of the most memorable goals for me is the Tarasenko penalty shot goal against San yeah. Jose in the playoffs because, mm-hmm. like, any penalty shot is uh, is exciting. I, I, yeah. I remember I've only had one penalty shot in my entire playing career, but it was one of the most memorable goals I've ever scored in my life just because, you know, <laughs> Everyone's kind of pausing, looking at yeah. you, holding their breath, waiting for you. Pressure's on. It's like a shootout, but it's worth a thousand times more. It's like a one v one on Rust, bro. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Everyone's looking exactly. at you. Exactly. <laughs> the whole lobby's exactly. there, spectating. Exactly. <laughs> uh, good memories. Good memories. I'm looking forward to to adding so many more to that list once this next season starts up. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. All right. I think this is all we got time for today. Tommy, you got anything else to add before we wrap this one up? Mm, nope. That's all I got. We got Thanksgiving right. coming up. So uh, tell your fam and everybody I said hey. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can mm-hmm. follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Twelcher15. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Yes, sir. Appreciate all you guys. As always, always, let's go Blues. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir.